now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson in Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure that we have you all here with us tonight, hanging out, listening to the, one of the best fishing shows on the radio hey let me run down the great show we have for you tonight starting off out of the gate we're going to have mr jim sammons from the kayak fishing show with jim sammons and jim has also brought a special guest with him wes ziggler from ziggler reels ziggler reels are all usa made saltwater reels you're going to want to find out what those are all about and then later on in the hour gary klein's going to be with us from major league fishing Major League Fishing has stepped up a notch and is now going to be seen for the next few weeks on CBS Sports. So we're going to want to hear from Gary what's all about, what that's all about. And in the second hour, we're going to have Mayor Gary Llewellyn from Dayton, Tennessee. There's a little green fish that has caused a big uproar in this town, especially when it comes to economic recovery. And we're going to want to hear how that fish literally saved their town. So a lot of show right now, but before we get it going, let me introduce to you my co-hosts. First of all, Wendy Toshihara, who's usually with us, is spending some family time today. So, Wendy, you go out and get them, girl. But as always, my other co-host, he's the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT. He's a pretty darn good saltwater and freshwater fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Good evening, John. Good evening, everybody. Things are well as I'm packing it up and then unpacking and seeing what I got to take out to, to match the weight and figure out what I got to take to Alaska tomorrow morning. So, you know, I'm checking the weather in, in three different areas of Alaska to see what it's going to be. So I'm just taking a lot of wet weather gear. <laughs> <laughs> it it, but I'm looking forward to it, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that weather in Alaska has changed since I've been in. Yes, we will talk about that, and we'll talk about. Some of the differences between the southern part of Alaska that I went to and more the northern areas of Alaska that you'll be going to. I think that'll be fun, Stan. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a dichotomy there we can definitely chat about. All right. Hey, let's get right on to our first go, our guest. He's uh, from the San Diego area here. You know, we knew him for a long time when he was just launching kayaks over in uh, La Jolla Shores, but he's kind of stepped it up since then. 
He is the host of the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons. He's brought with him a special guest that I'd like him to introduce to our listening audience. Here he is, Mr. Jim Sammons. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much, guys. It's uh, always fun to be on the show with you. Always a pleasure, yeah, my friend. I'm really excited. Because, I'm really excited because uh, you did invite me on the show this time, along with my buddy Wes uh, from Siegler Reels, Wes Siegler. Um, I've been using his reels for a long time, uh, basically, and that's where the relationship started. I, I loved the product, and then I got to hang out with him, and I loved the guy, and I loved his family, and it was just a great deal. And so we started working closer, and he started sponsoring my TV show, and because I like the product so much, I decided I'm going to help him out as much as I can, and so I'm kind of doing some West Coast repping for him of his product, just trying to get the word out of a great, great made-in-America lifetime guaranteed guaranteed reel. All right. Well, Jim, why don't we introduce our listening audience to Mr. Wes Ziegler. He uh, owner-operator of Ziegler Reels. And, Wes, welcome to the show, sir. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, I really appreciate you all having me on. And uh, Jim, and, and tell you, he's just uh, taking care of me and came out to the West Coast and got to see West Coast fishing for the first time. And and then the experience of Fred Hall and everything out there, man, I was blown away with how many fish and saltwater guys you guys had out there. Because on the East Coast, kind of we don't look over on the West Coast. And, you know, I got to come out there this spring with him, and, and his family took me in, too. So it just feels like he's like a big brother to me. Well, Jim, if I can start it off, let me ask Wes. Wes, tell us a little bit about the story of how you got involved with what is now Sigler Reels. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a crazy one. I mean, a lot of people probably have heard about different names that we've had and all that. So we went from release reels, and we were challenged in court, even though we had a trademark and couldn't fight a bigger bit, a bigger company and change the name to the truth because we thought it was kind of hilarious that we were really challenged and sued, and even though we had the trademark, so we became truth reels. And about last spring, after I was out and visiting you guys, and it you know, store and uh, just spending a little trip. I got a letter in the mail saying we were challenged again by even a bigger company. And I was like, wow, this is not going to happen again. So I just, all my boys at the shop just said, hey, put your last name on it. I know it's not your style, but just do it. And we basically just put our heads down and couldn't believe we were going through it again. And we did it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we make them all in a little shop that, you know, we only make fishing reels. We don't make anything else. Uh, we got eight models, um, you know, 95% of that reel is made in our little shop, and we got seven guys and one girl that work, you know, 13. It's not a big, huge, you know, factory. It's just a small shop that makes fishing reels, and, you know, we're all fishermen. And we How old is the company? How long ago did it start? Uh, we, we started, uh, I guess it's right on about eight or nine years now, so been clipping along, so, but we're new to the West Coast, so. Well, Jim, tell me this. <clears throat> You've been fishing for a long time out here. I've known you for a long time, buddy. Uh, you're, you know, you're out here on the West Coast. A lot of reels that can be used, especially saltwater fishing and particularly kayak fishing. What drew you to Sigler reels that say, hey, this is uh, stepping uh, uh, and a half above what's currently available out here? 
Well, there was a few things. Um, you know, of course, I love the 100% made, well, I can't even say 100%, 99.9% uh, made in America. The Boca bearings are not made in America. But everything else is made in America, and you got to love that. Uh, lifetime guarantee. As kayak anglers, we are hard on our equipment. So having a lifetime <laughs> guarantee sure is, uh, you know, a, a great thing to have. Uh, but after that, what really really gets me about these reels is they're simple. Um, any knucklehead like me can do undo three screws, tear the reel apart, totally clean it up. So, you know, if you get that dunking in the water like we often do on the kayaks, they are so stinking simple to work on. Um, and just the little things that, you know, you look at and you don't think about with other reels, but, you know, you've got uh, machined aluminum casings, and then you've got machined aluminum screws so you, you don't have any dissimilar metal so you don't you're not getting all this corrosion that you get in other reels so the bottom line is i started using them and they were holding up so well and then even when i did have a client drop one in the sand or something like that it took me 10 minutes to tear the reel apart put it back together and clean it all up so what are they uh, are they similar to if there's a real a reel you could compare to are they single speed are they two speed are they uh, star drag or lever drag, what do we got? We, we've got star drags and we've got lever drags, and we've got all single speeds, and we also have a fly reel that's a lever drag, so they're just coming out at iCast. But, yeah, it's uh, small reels, and we just, when I design them, I have to make them simple, you know. I just, it kills me to have that little parts that are Band-Aid parts, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you find mm-hmm. a design flaw and you just cover it up. That's another thing. So, I tried to. I pretty much took about twenty some parts from the least or competitors' least real parts, and took twenty six of their parts out of it. So there's just a lot less stuff going on inside, and that also has to go on the air side. When you make stuff, we have to make a lot of parts universal. So if a foot from for five different models could be the same foot. So if you had different models, you could use them together. But it helps us on production and manufacturing of stuff as well. Now, Jim and, and Wes, this is kind of a toss-up for you guys, but uh, if you can, just brief, briefly, your more popular reels, uh, what are they, and explain to us what you believe their application is, uh, especially for the fishermen out here on the West Coast. Jim, I think you need to answer this one because I learned so much <laughs> of Fred Hall. You, you know the fishery better than anybody out there, so. <laughs> well, okay, Go well, it, you know, he, Obviously, he has, he has a full line, I mean, from little bitty lever drags to bigger um, lever drags. Um, he just came out with a small game narrow, um, which uh, the, the beauty of these things also is, is what I should mention, is unlike other reels of their same size, they make an incredible amount of drag. Uh, the smallest reel is making 30, 35 pounds of drag. Mm. Um, they have huge gears in them. The smallest reel has the same main gear as a 50 wide. Uh, so you, you, that's, you don't really need that two-speed. A lot of guys are kind of have it in their head. They need two-speeds out here, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, I landed a 200-pound thresher the other day on a smallest reel. Uh, well, I did look I mean, at it's just, uh, online because I'm not familiar with the reel. I did look at the reels, and you've got a long throw on the handle where you're turning that handle around a very small reel, and that gives you a ton of torque. Yes, sir. 
That's it. That's basically when, when you're trying to design something, you look at the best of the best. You might look at a Japanese jig and reel that's maybe for the Japanese market only, and they're using a really long aftermarket crank arms, and then they have bigger gears. And you're just trying to make the best all-around reel you can possibly make that's simple. And I feel that on the East Coast, a lot of guys are having issues. When you shift a gear, you, you really lose a fish if it's a faster fish. So I felt like, hey, we can beat this with big gears that gives you torque with long crank arm. And, you know, it's, it's tended to work out pretty well once people use them. That's a secret. But, you know, the Star Drag's been a pretty hot little reel for um, throwing iron. I didn't, never knew what a surface iron was until I went to the West Coast, and I picked up one at a shop and i was like whoa jim what is this they don't have any weight to their jigs here you know <laughs> <laughs> but it's a secret weapon for me now back here well you know uh uh weston jim as a dealer myself one of the things i hate to do is i have a product and someone buys it and we sell them on the features advantages and benefits and we know that as soon as they go out the door if they have a warranty issue, there's going to be a problem. So we, we, we like to make sure that we sell a product that we never have to apologize for. So, you know, here we have uh, uh, Ziegler Reels, not, not a name that we're real familiar with out here. Tell us a little bit about the warranty in the event that something does happen to the reel. Right, right. So my big thing is that we have a warranty because reels aren't perfect. You know, and, and these reels are like their kids. When they leave here, they're working. And sometimes when your kids go off to school and they get with another kid and they act up together, and you, they hit, sometimes you have to send them back home and the parents get them straight, right? So their goal is this, that we don't believe it's on the dealer's shoulders. If they take this reel and they have an issue with it, the best person to contact is the shop. Sure. You know, or contact by email. Call our shop or email us, and we will take care of you and walk you through the process. And this is the customer because we believe – that as a dealer, all the dealers out there, they sell the product. We take care of the issues, and we can walk the customer through. If it's line slipping on the spool or they've done something to it, don't hesitate to call us. Don't be embarrassed. If you dropped it and you dented it, we'll get you straight. We'll get you a new piece to it, and we won't gouge you. That's been a big thing for me is just take care of the customers, and it's really paid off for a little business. So, Wow. Now, Wes, we've just been able to scratch the surface on the products that are uh, available through uh, Ziegler Reels. But if our listeners are interested in seeing more about the products and looking uh, on getting that information, where's the best place to go? Um, on the Internet, so at www.sigler.fish is our website, or on any of the social media platforms like Facebook, where it's Sigler uh, Fishing Reels or Instagram. You can see a lot of it, you know, a lot of information. You see a lot of our customers posting up stuff as well. So, um, no, I appreciate anybody checking them out. And if you all have any questions about them, feel free to reach out to us and contact us, and we can help you with them. Do, they, do the uh, uh, lever drags versus the, uh, the star drags have a, a different name to the reel, you know, the Ziegler Special and the Ziegler Zip Zymo 9? Do you have a name for them? Yeah. So, like, our smallest reel is a small game, narrow, and that's the, um, the narrow small game, which is about a 15-class or 10 or 15-class size reel. And then they have an SG, which is the same reel but just standard width. And then we have an LG and an LG narrow, um, which is a little bit larger class, almost a 20-class. Um, 
but then once you get to the star, it's a SS and SM, and that's just for star, um, star, small star, and star mag. Um, for we were known for surf casting reels, also. So, yeah, so it's pretty simple. We try not to confuse people with all these numbers and pounds, drags, because you know, thirty pounds is a great number to brag about, but it's it's an awful lot of drag for anybody to hang on to. It's not really safe either. So, well, how many yards of line do each of these small small reels hold, then? If you're if you're talking 30 pounds of drag, you're probably putting 50 pounds spectra on it, and then you use right. that for what pound test most of the time then? Yeah, so you could pull on, on the small game there, the smallest one, you could put 50 pounds spectra. You're, you're probably shooting around about 275 to 300 yards on the little reel. Um, and then the large, the OS, um, I don't even, basically that was set up for mono um, for a pair of billfish back here. But that's probably a 25 or 30 class reel. So you can see that each of one of them stages up slightly, just a little bit bigger. Um, and then, of course, the star drags are um, you're looking 50 pounds. You're looking about 450 yards on on the stars, and they're both the same size spool. One just has a big magnet on it and a different foot. So. Um, Trying to keep it really simple, and like all, everything in is already hot rotted up pretty pretty good. So everything comes with <laughs> ceramic spool bearings, you know, and carbon drags. Everything's greased, and you name it, stainless gears. So yeah, we try to uh, try to make sure that you don't have to tune them any when you get them. So I'm gonna have to check these dudes out here. When the next time I see Jim here, I'm gonna pull those dudes out and show me. Um, oh, what's sure. the cost on these things? They range from 250 to 500 on our reels, and then we, have, of course, our fly reels kind of way out there because that's targeting GTs and big, especially big game stuff. Um, and that one, that one jumps on up to like 1500, but uh, it's kind of a crazy game there. But yeah, the other uh, the conventional line is right there between 250 and 500 dollars. Jim, uh, for the uh, kayak fishermen out here uh, fishing our local kelps and and whatnot, uh, is there a particular model that you've just kind of fallen in love with, and is it a star drag or a level ra- uh, level, uh, level drag uh, uh, knob? A lever drag, uh, yeah. No, um, I really like the large game narrow for vertical jigging. Um, I've caught tons of big fish Speak all up around a little the world bit. on that one. Uh, it's just a super comfortable reel to fish. For kayakers, really, just the the uh, small game is going to land pretty much anything you would ever want on a kayak out here, um, because it does have that that high drag. So you know, you're you, the kayak's getting pulled around anyway. So why give them line? Just let them pull you around. Um, and then for surface iron, I love that SS. I you know the SM's a little bit more hot rotted than we need, and it's it's got the big mag on it, which you know I, I you don't need, but just the SS. If we're just a solid bulletproof reel, I mean, we had that, that thing. My personal reel, being that has been through the ringer, uh, we timed that thing out at just a free spool of a minute and twenty-four seconds, uh, and that's you know not even touching it, cleaning it up, nothing. That was like straight off my rod, bringing it to the trade show so we could show some people, and that thing just free spools like like no other. All right. Hey, guys, we've gone a, a little bit over time in this segment, but uh, Wes Sigler, again, if uh, people want to check up and, and view the selection of Sigler reels and go to one of the dealers uh, here in Southern California uh, and request the reel, I'm sure they can get it through you. Where's the best place to go to view the selection of reels that you offer again? 
Jim, you'll have to land this one, buddy. <laughs> well, no, I think he's talking about on the website. Yeah, on the website, Sigler, uh, Wes. Yeah, yeah. Sigler so, uh, Just go to www.sigler.fish, and you should be able to see everything you, you want to see there. All right. Uh, Wes Sigler, appreciate you being with us and telling us more about the uh, Sigler Reels. And, Jim, we're going to have to take a break, but can we ask you to stay over a little bit and uh, tell us about uh, what's happening with the kayak fishing show with uh, Jim Sammons? Sure thing, man. All right. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, guys. Hey, you're welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Wes. And we look forward to seeing you at ICAST, okay? Yes, sir. See you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, this is Rod and Real Radio on AM540. Uh, Stan and I, we're going to take a break right now with our guest, Jim Salmon. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Real Radio to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 
Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream, <laughs> That is just absolutely awesome. Hey, Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Wendy is off tonight, and uh, with us is uh, Jim Sammons from the Kayak Fishing Show with uh, Jim Sammons. And, hey, Jim, can, can you believe it just didn't seem like it was that long ago that you were kind of sliding a puddle jumper through the surf at La Jolla Shores, trying to keep from being tipped over to now? Uh, running all over the world and kayak fishing over there. What a transition. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a ride and I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to keep on this ride as long as I can. You know, we just aired our, um, 100th episode, oh my gosh. um, a few episodes ago and, you know, so that's eight seasons on the air. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. Pretty excited. And I've, you know, I've been able to see some incredible things and of course, uh, in beautiful countries and catch a lot of different fish, a lot of different species. You know, I'm at a 150 species off my kayak, so uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's it's been a really good time <laughs> for sure. Jim, some of these places that you go to uh, seem to be so remote. Uh, just briefly, the logistics of getting to some of these places you get to. Uh, how, how does that work out? Well, the the reality is that kayak fishing is growing all over the world. It is, it's absolutely amazing how this sport has taken off all over the world. So generally speaking, it's not that hard for us to find kayaks at a location. Um, and if they don't have kayaks, generally speaking, we will arrange uh, many months in advance uh, to have them shipped to a location. And, um, and of course, we don't bring them back. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> get the kayaks there and leave them kind of in exchange for a lodge putting us up for a week and hosting us man i could i can imagine that i just had a customer get back to me and just give me the riot act because we we sold him a seven six uh, fishing rod that he wanted to bring back east and when he found out what the airline was going to charge him to bring that rod back there, I can only imagine what they charge you to take a kayak anywhere, especially yeah. overseas. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well. If you do it right, you know you use freight forwarders and shipping companies. It's not too bad. But don't get me started on airlines and fishing rods. <laughs> that's uh, 
Uh, and, and honestly, it's not the airlines most of the time. It's TSA. They've busted more of my rods than I can tell you. Uh, well, you know what? I think that's something that happens to more than just Jim Salmons when it, when oh, it comes to that. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you're starting the new season. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, you look forward to doing this season and, and some of the, the challenges that you're going to have to overcome? Well, you know, um, new species um, are always a challenge. Uh, going to locations we've never been to is always a challenge because there's certainly a learning curve. Um, that's why I'm a, a huge advocate of hiring guides no matter where you go. Even no, 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 that's really common sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but a lot of people don't. They'll just go somewhere and just try to fish. Um, and, you know, I, I believe in hiring a guy, even if you're only doing it for a day, at least they'll get you kind of dialed in and give you a, a general idea of what to do. But uh, we're headed to Texas next week. Um, going to go for a, a new species for me. We're going for those big old alligator gar. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, of course, is ICAST, which I'm real excited to be at. And I'll be there uh, for myself for a day, and I'll be hanging out with Wes Siegler for a day. And He's got some really exciting stuff on I can't really talk about, but he's got some really cool stuff that's going to be there. So definitely, John, uh, if you're at the show, make sure you stop by the Siegler booth. Uh, but then we're going to Louisiana. We're going to go target some of those big tuna offshore. Um, then to I'm home for a, two days and then going to Alaska. And then I'm home for four days and going to Belize. And then I'm home for a week and going to British Columbia. <laughs> And, uh, and then I get a month off, and then we head to Brazil. Oh. So we're gonna go I think East Coast Big Tuna in a kayak would be something. What was that? I, I said, I think East Coast and those Big Tuna in a kayak would be something. Yeah. Um, Louisiana is an amazing, amazing fishery. We, we shot there several years ago, um, and we caught yellowfin tuna up to about 135 pounds. Yep. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's a fantastic fishery inshore and offshore. Well, Jim, how about have you had a chance to uh, go after any of the uh, tuna that have been off our shores here with uh, uh, the kayak and, uh, <coughs> you know, and any success? Talk about being drug around. Uh, there's some uh, yeah, you know, um, big fish out there. Yeah, well, I, unfortunately, no, none of the big ones. I, I have caught a yellow fin and a blue fin off my kayak, uh, not this year, but last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's certainly that opportunity. Those were straight paddling from La Jolla. I mean, I caught those fish right off La Jolla. Oh, and by the way, I saw yellow fin tuna off about five miles off La Jolla last week. Yeah. Um, and so, no, but, you know, it's actually funny, uh, just a, a side kind of funny story is is you know i was out on my boat um last uh, last week with my wife and i and i guess like i said i got about a 200 pound thresher on uh, one of wes's really small reels the, the sg and it was just a reminder to me that how much easier it is to catch fish on a kayak than a boat <laughs> it you you have to pull so much harder in a boat because you've got that 3,000 pounds of boat underneath you where you're never pulling that hard in a kayak because you physically can't because the kayak is moving. So Yeah, I once that kayak fish, starts moving and you get a little mo- momentum going, you know, the inertia is going to keep that kind of moving a little bit with you. And every time the fish changes direction, the only thing you've got to do is change the direction of the kayak. 
Yeah, you just hang on, and you literally, you instead of winding that big fish to you, you wind yourself to the fish. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's physically much easier on the angler. Um, I feel. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, I've had I've had guides on tarpon trips tell me that we are landing fish so much faster off our kayaks and stressing the fish so much less than the guys do off the boat because. We literally, like I said, are kind of winding ourselves to the fish. Well, how about, uh, you know, if you're fishing off our local kelp, because right now off La Jolla, there are some tankers when it comes to white sea bass and yellowtail out there. But if someone comes to you asking you for a suggestion, we know the reels that you're using, but for rods, uh, you know, you've got certain, you know, different situations, like you're a lot closer to the water and, and how about casting an iron? Can you use the same type of rod? And how about uh, are you trolling? And do you use the same, you know, how about the, the rod selection uh, that you can suggest that, uh, you know, new kayakers might want to use when going on out, Jim? Well, um, for vertical jigging, I'm usually using about a six-foot rod, you know, because that thing's, you know, right up close to your body. I still go with a little bit longer rod for throwing the iron, maybe eight-foot. Um, the problem is if you get a long rod that is too heavy of action and too fast taper, it puts the leverage point so far away from your body that it really, I mean, this is where you can really get beat up in the kayak because mm. you just, it, it, that position is just so far away. So I tend to like rods that are a little bit more parabolic. Now, I don't like full noodle parabolic rods, but... Um, I, I definitely want to bring that leverage point closer to my body. And generally speaking, I like a rod that's in that seven, seven and a half foot range uh, for a, like a straight up trolling rod um, because then I can reach around the bow of my boat. So if you do have a fish that changes direction and you need to get that thing around, um, you can reach past the bow. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question about that. When you get a fish that, especially if you get a decent size one, and they get up close to the boat, and every once in a while they do that nosedive and go under. Uh, you've got to make some right. pretty quick moves. And yeah. torque-wise, if you've got too long a rod, it's, it's going to start tipping the boat one way real yeah, quick. Again, that's that leverage point being far yep. away from you. But, but the, the main thing here is guys got to not be afraid to bury their rod tip in the water. Oh, yeah. Uh, because if I have a fish that goes under my kayak, I just bury that rod into the water and the rod is up against my kayak, and then the fish will just spin me around in circles. So you just got to keep that rod to blow. You never want a high stick in a kayak. You, I mean, you're going to break a rod for sure or, or worse. And keep that fight near the boat. Keep the fight. You know, don't have your rod sticking, you know, at a 45-degree angle off the side of your boat. You want to fight it really close in so you don't have that faraway leverage point where you would have the possibilities uh, See, that was great, great information right there, because I think nobody, most people aren't going to think that they're going to lift the rod up or try to fight the fish or try to fight it around the bow, uh, dropping a rod tip, sticking it in the water, and just put it down to the foregrip and let it pull the boat around. <laughs> that makes exactly. total sense. Exactly, just push the bow of the boat around. You don't actually have to go yeah. around the bow. Yeah. Jim, uh, uh, on the uh, past seasons of the kayak fishing show with Jim Sammons, was there a particular fish that you found really super challenging and, and that just 
really gave you, uh, you know, a challenge to catch that you weren't anticipating? Well, uh, you know, I think I think we all have fish that become kind of your little nemesis, if you will. Um, and it could be whether it's a challenge or just because you had bad luck on that particular species. I have had terrible luck going for stripers. And we have gone fishing for them multiple times. We went to Virginia, actually, and fished with Wes. And we ended up catching some, but they were all like 12 inches. Mm. Um, every time we've gone for the big ones, we've just had terrible, terrible luck. I did manage to catch one that was about 30 pounds some years ago. Um, I was actually a little disappointed in the fight because they, they are so obsessed with those fish on the East Coast. And to me, they fought like a white sea bass. So, um, I you know, I'd rather catch a yellowtail. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, maybe you have to schedule something for over at Lake Cavasu. You know, we've got a pretty good striper population uh, just in a, a local freshwater body, and uh, maybe the production cost might be a little bit less, and you can definitely get some great striper guides over there. So uh, might yeah, be a, sure. might be a suggestion. You know, WON still runs their striper derby there after, what, 34 years. So good place to go for stripers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and, uh, that's it. It's definitely been a tough one, but, uh, you know, like I said, I've been lucky. I've caught a lot of different species, and, uh, you know, I, I love those big fish. I love I love marlin off my kayak. I love tarpon off my kayak. And, of course, tarpon are a lot safer than a marlin. So, you know, I, I, I tell you what, if we had tarpon here, I would fish for them every single day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jim, you've got the new season coming on up. Uh, tell me one more thing, though. You know, you started off kind of as a guide. Are you still doing any guide work out here? I still am. Um, not as much as I used to um, because I am on the road so much. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of pick and choose the clients a little bit. Um, I, I mean, I was on a guided trip with clients uh, two days ago on San Diego Bay. So, yeah, yeah, um, I still enjoy it. I just. I love sharing the sport with people. I love teaching people. So um, it's uh, it's always a good time. I, I mean, I had a client, the client the other day has asked me, do you have any bad trips? I, you know, the reality, I mean, I've been guiding since uh, for over 20 years. And, I mean, I, I can realistically count on one hand how many trips I just say, that was a bad trip. I, that was just not fun. But I'd say that's pretty good for that many years. Well, especially with the uh, Shelter Island launch ramp and the situation that it's in right now, kayak fishing's a, a pretty good alternative. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'd launch my kayak on San Diego Bay down at uh, Tidelands Park. Um, you know, super convenient, and within a couple of minutes, you're, you're catching spotties, you know. And as much as I love big fish, I get a hoot out of going out there and catching spotties. Okay, well, Jim, uh, tell us, uh, the kayak fishing show with Jim Sammons. Uh, where can we catch it, the new season, and uh, where can we see old shows? And uh, give us all the particulars we need to know. Well, the main thing is is um, the show is on the World Fishing Network. It airs several times a week, and I don't even know what days. Um, <laughs> it just, But it, it just seems to air all year long. Uh, we're also on the Sportsman's Channel uh, with the Extreme Kayak Fishing Challenge. And then, of course, our probably the easiest way to track us down and see what most of what we're doing is, is on Facebook. 
uh, you know, the Kayak Fishing Show on Facebook, and our YouTube channel, which we provide basically new content every week. Some of it's snippets from the shows, some of it's separate tip videos and all that that we shoot. And we have a new video that goes up pretty much every week. And that's our YouTube channel, and that's Kayak Fishing Tales. And if anybody wants to track me down, jimsammons.com. All right, Jim, thanks a lot for being with us, and good luck with this season and your adventure. Safe traveling to you, and we'll catch up with you again here in a little while just to find out how everything went for you. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on the show and for having Wes on the show. It's always a good time, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all at ICAST. All right. Jim Salmons with the Salmon Fishing Show with uh, 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 with the <laughs> Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Salmons. No, I'm going salmon fishing. Yeah, you're going salmon fishing. <laughs> hey, hey we got to take a break right now. Coming up next, Gary Klein from Major League Fishing. Man, has this operation taken a big step. You're going to want to hear all about it, but stay tuned. There's still more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love the boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, Boat California, Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. 
Dan and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Wendy is off tonight. Hey, we're bringing our next guest aboard, and what a phenomenal success story uh, uh, this guy has been part of. Uh, just seemed to start off rather modestly, but, man, he put together a program that not only the fishermen love, but the audience loved seeing, and they've kind of evolved to the big time right now. Let's bring him aboard. Find out the story, Mr. Gary Klein. Gary, welcome to Ron hey. Hill Radio, sir. Well, I appreciate you having me on the program. Oh, hey, thank you. But first of all, we want to congratulate you and all that have been involved with Major League Fishing. Uh, what a success story this has been. And, man, we hear nothing but accolades about Major League Fishing when it comes to not only the people that are viewing it, but also the the pros that are participating in it. Tell us tell us a little bit about the format, how you came about, and why you think it's so successful. Well, I tell you, you know, uh, you know. Again, I appreciate all the comments. Uh, it's been a uh, been pretty phenomenal. It's amazing that a thought actually turned into this, and it's you know we're building on it. Uh, you know, Major League Fishing, we got such an awesome team. Uh, everybody involved in the program, and, uh, you know, we're all dedicated for the right reasons. And we're trying to grow bass fishing into a sport that's recognized, you know, as a true sport. And uh, our network television, uh, our General Tires World's Championship that aired yesterday uh, is just, you know, that's a step in the right direction. You know, a full series on network television, wow. that's kind of groundbreaking history never been done before uh, in the world of bass fishing, so I'm pretty excited to be a part of it, but I think one of the really cool things about it is that when I created the format, I basically put myself in a position as a viewer. Um, you know, most people that know me know that, you know, I've never had another occupation, but competitive angling, yeah, so it's been my life, but I've always figured, you know, how can we make it better? How can we improve on it? I mean, I've watched some fishing shows. You know, I'm a part of some of the stuff. But how can we make it better? And I really felt that one of the key ingredients is in making it better is actually making the viewer, giving the viewer the opportunity to actually participate. Because a, uh, a lot of the viewers will never have an opportunity to fish with some of these guys. And that's the reason why I created the format the way I did. No information, no rules or uh, no information, no research. The guys have no idea where they're going until they go to the launch ramp that morning. So you actually, or no practice, so you actually get to observe these anglers take and break a lake down and figure out, you know, um, you know, current pattern and find an area that's got concentration and go through all of the rituals that we go through as weekend fishermen trying to figure out what the fish are doing. So it's been pretty successful, and I'm looking forward to the future. You know, it's, it's just fun to watch because, I mean, we know a lot of the guys that, that, that have fished against us out here in the West, and, and they get to go back there and compete. And, and to watch them, you know, you put yourself on a new body of water. Basically, you're going to go pre-fishing and take your best shot at, you know, where you think they should be at that time of year on that style of, or that body of water in that area of the country. And, and that in itself is fun to watch everybody's, you know, let me think about this. I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do this. And just watching the variations of the guys, what they're going to do to start with is fun. Well, and then one of the things that I did to really amp it up 
is we have a real-time leaderboard because that was another thing in conventional tournament fishing. Um, you know, what other sport is there that you participate in that you are totally in the dark about what your competitors are doing? And bass fishing is one of those. From the time you take off in the morning until weigh-in, you really don't know how you stand. You have a phenomenal day on the water catching three-pounders, but basically you've just caught enough to get behind. So with the right. real-time leaderboard with Major League Fishing, you are aware of what's going on on every fish that's, every fish that's caught, and it gives you the opportunity to make some adjustments. We fish three two-and-a-half-hour periods with two 30-minute breaks. And the reason why we have the 30-minute breaks in there is to give the angler an opportunity to kind of just take a big, deep breath, regather your thoughts, um, and, you know, get ready for the second period. And it's really worked out. Uh, that, that, that's kind of a really cool part of it that I look forward to because either you're on them and you've got to build another bait or retie or spool another rod, or you're not on them and you have to make some adjustment. It gives you time to take another rod out of the rod locker and get some more lures tied on and, and basically start off a new period with a new train of thought because in Major League Fishing, if you don't make the cut, you go home. You're finished. So you have to catch them every day to advance into the next round. Well, Gary, now tell us, making this leap from cable television, sports networking, to the big networks, CBS, how did that come about, and how did you get them interested enough that, hey, this is something that's well, going to be successful? Well, but here's the deal. You know, we started with, uh, first of all, we have an awesome business partner, the Outdoor Channel. Um, you know, they are as driven as we are to make this a successful program. And basically, we had a partner that we came to with our idea and sold them on the fact that this is not or it won't be another fishing show. This is going to be amped up competitive angling, and they've been a part of us, uh, you know, ever since, you know, the very beginning. So it's really cool that we have the Outdoor Channel that's helping us as a business partner, you know, go network because they want to see this program really, really go. And, you know, here in just a few short years, we created the program from the first airing to now. We're the number one rated program on the Outdoor Channel. So that right. really goes to, you know, that speaks a lot for the fans uh, and, you know, the people that are involved in, in fishing. Now tell us when you, and you already have, and we'll talk about that, but what is going to be, what are the, what are the people going to be seeing now that you've gone to the network? And uh, are, you, are you making any changes in what you're doing now that you've kind of hit the big time? Well, no, we're not making any changes. You know, this was the General Tire World Championship, and we took 12 anglers, our top points uh, anglers from the Cups, and invited them to the World's Championship. They qualified for the World's Championship. Uh, the Outdoor Channel, the, uh, the Summit Selects, and the Challenge Selects, the, um, and the Cups are still going just as usual. Air times are just the same. Um, but again, you know, we're, we're always looking for different avenues uh, to help expand our audience. We've got a lot of really cool things that are coming that I can't really talk about right now, but mm -hmm. uh, we're definitely expanding. My goal is to make Major League Fishing 
available across the country so everybody can play the game at all different levels. Wow. That'll be great. Now, you've already aired one show, and I know there's already been a response for that. It's really been super positive. But tell us what you're hearing and and how's the feeling for how's it going? Well, uh, everything that I have heard, everybody, you know, calling and texting and people that I ran into up here in Plattsburgh, New York, um, the number one comment that I've gotten on the show is it wasn't long enough. It was only an hour. <laughs> and it's like, we want more. So that's pretty exciting. And, you know, again, the Outdoor Channel really took a big step uh, uh, with us in allowing us to create a two-hour program. You know, what other fishing show is a two-hour program? So the Outdoor Channel stepped up to the plate. They allowed us to go for two hours. And, it, and to me, two hours is still quite not enough time to, you know, to tell all the stories, you know, as we play the game. But um, that, that's been the number one comment is that we wish it was longer. Well, you know, Stan and I have been uh, involved in filming documentaries and Stan Moore in fishing, me and other areas. You've got to burn a heck of a lot of film in order to get that time. And you've got, you must have one heck of a team behind you, not only with the filming and the editing and putting it together and then getting it all to make sense. That's uh, really something. We do. We got we got just a phenomenal group of guys, and like I said, they're fun to be with. Uh, everybody works their hearts out, but at the end of the day, we all have the same goal, and that's to make the best uh, competitive angling show that we can, and continue to broaden our base. We want non-fishermen to watch the show, and maybe they'll get interested in fishing, and that will help expand the fishing industry as a whole. Right you know, you can really tell just by watching that the guys that are on the boat with the fishermen are kind of part of his team, too, um, which has got to be fun, even for the, the, the cameraman, I would imagine, because they're sitting there, for, they're stuck in the boat with the guy, and they're as much a, a part of his team as anything. Well, exactly. Our, you know, our boat officials, you know, they live it with you. Uh, you know, all of our boat officials are, are uh, dedicated uh, guys that have gone to school to be major league fishing uh, boat officials, and these guys are, you know, the best of the best. And, yeah, they, li- they live our ups and downs with us on the water. You can't help it to sit in the passenger seat of somebody's bass boat during competition and not get sucked in. I mean, whether, you know, you've got a root for the guy. <laughs> no, it would, be, it would almost be painful, uh, especially if you're a fisherman, to sit there and, and hold the scale and want him to catch fish and go through the turmoil just watching him pre-fish. And, and then when you make the wrong decision and you kind of come through with blanks on, the, on that first part of the, the, the day, uh, and then what do you do after that? I, that? I just think it's great fun watching. From my side as a tournament angler forever and ever on men, I go, man, how many guys get out there in the morning and you've got to make that first decision? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to start? What am I going to do to start? And and make this happen. And when when you get there and it doesn't happen, uh oh! Now now what do you do? And then you go. At least you got a thirty minutes uh, stop for uh, the guys to go back in, regroup, and put on something different and try something different. I think that's pretty cool. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, there's a lot of decisions. It's just like what most most of the anglers are, you know, confronted with. Do I turn right? Do I turn left? Do I go? Do I stay? You know, those are all questions that 
fishermen ask themselves, uh, you know, every hour they fish, every minute they fish, you know, you know, what are the fish doing? And, you know, what do I need to be doing? One thing that I've learned about competing under this format is that if you have a thought, you better react on it. Because, again, uh, you know, you don't want to get behind with this group of anglers because they'll shut the door on you. They're really, really good. Uh, we've all played the game long enough now that we know how to use the format to our advantage. Uh, we know our competitors, and if they're catching them, we can start guessing on on a pattern, um, you know, that sort of thing. So there's a lot to it, but still, hey, bass fishing's fun. I'm very passionate about it. That's the reason why I'm still fishing, and I was up here on Lake Champlain today, and I smoked them. I don't know how many of them big smallmouth I caught today, but uh, it was really a fun day up here, and I just enjoy the fish. Gary, uh, Major League uh, Fishing on uh, CBS, you've got one show behind you. How many more shows are there going to be, and when are they going to air? The shows are being aired, CBS, starting this Saturday, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time, and they will air for the next six weekends on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Right. All the way through through to a uh, championship. All right, man, that is exciting, Gary. We are we are excited for you. We're looking forward to uh, uh, seeing the shows, and then uh, if we can, maybe let's call you up at the end, and we'll find out just exactly what happened and how everyone did and, and the response. But uh, congratulations on getting this far, and much success to you and the Outdoor Channel and the team for, uh, for getting us uh, here where we are. We're you know, those of us that love fishing, now we have something to watch on network television that's worthwhile. Thanks a lot, Gary. Well, thank you very much. And, yeah, I look forward to uh, coming back on the program. Uh, you know, when we get this under our belt, uh, maybe I can talk about some more of our future plans. All right. Gary Klein from Major League Fishing with us. Gary, thanks a lot. Uh, great having you aboard. Thank you. Thank, thank you very Gary. much. Hey, that's the end of the first hour of Rod and Reel Radio, but there's still a lot more Rod and Reel Radio to come. Coming up in the next hour, Mayor Gary Llewellyn from Dayton, Tennessee. He's going to tell us the story on how a little green fish brought economic prosperity back to his town. Boy, I think this is a message that every elected official in the state of California should be listening to. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford now. No 
Lowe's Trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand-name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Wendy is on... uh, uh, a little break right now with the family. She'll be back next week. Well, you know, I, I was, I've was i been kind of figuring out how am I going to start this next segment, and all I can tell you is, is how, how it got started. Uh, 
Several days ago, I was mulling over my morning coffee. I was watching CBS News, and I don't have to tell you the nature of the way news broadcasting has been going here for the past few months. And then towards the end of the broadcast, they started teasing a segment that was going to be on towards the end on how a little green fish helped a town in Tennessee really develop economically from a, a time when, man, there just seemed to be uh, a, you know, nothing but a downturn in the economy. I watched the, pro, the, the segment. It was exciting. It was inspiring. And I thought I'd ask the mayor of this town, Dayton, Tennessee, to be with us on Rod Real Radio and talk a little bit about his story and how this little green fish actually helped his town out. So it really is a pleasure to introduce our Southern California listening audience to Mayor Gary Lou Allen from Dayton, Tennessee. Gary, good mor- good afternoon to you, I should say. Good afternoon. I appreciate the offer. I appreciate you calling and checking in with us. And we're proud of what's happened and transpired here. And it's just really been big, big for the community. And and uh, we've savored it and taken care of it. So just just proud to spread the word and, and, and to tell you our little story about anything you'd like to hear. Well, and, uh, what, it, what, it, yeah, I want to hear the whole story. Yeah, How did it but, start? You know, Gary, I mean, How did you figure this might make a change? Well, I've lived here all my life and fished. I'm an avid fisherman myself, and we traveled a lot into Alabama and other states and, and saw what was happening, especially in the, the Scottsboro, Gunnersville area of Alabama, and, and that's their lifeblood as well. And I came back to my guys, and I said, look, well, let me back up. First of all, what really got this started, and we have to thank TVA and TWRA especially, but T, TWRA introduced a generic uh, Florida bass strain to our fish about 15 years ago on the pretense that it would produce this, if you will, super bionic fish that it has turned into. And uh, years ago in that period of time, uh, you know, if you caught a five or six or seven pounder, you caught a monster. Now that's just a keeper in our realm. And 10 pounders are very, very oftenly caught. And, and just every tournament we have, there's, it takes at least a 10 pounder. Uh, but these fish have done what we had hoped they would do. So seeing that come on and being a fisherman and seeing the, 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 the size start to grow, I went to the council back, and it, this started in like 2012, and we had just a little dilapidated uh, bait shop that was just run down, built in the 50s. And I said, guys, if you'll just bear with me, let's tear this down, put up a nice building, find us someone to rent it and run it where we don't have to do that ourselves. Uh, you know, dress it up, pave the parking lot and these sorts of things, and start calling on bass tournaments, these guys will come in. And our first tournament that really got us off the the, the landing strip was uh, the FLW for sale wood. We've had them here twice and uh, been very successful both times. We've also had the first ever bass fest with the Bassmasters. We had them in between the two years. Wow. But, uh, We've come in and actually, when when FLW was here, it was a million-dollar impact to the community. The sales tax, and I'm a numbers guy, I watched the sales taxes that comes in every month, and I watched it from the previous year and the previous months and that sort of thing. But the numbers have proven in the pudding, and we have 33 events this year. So anywhere from a... Nice! A, <laughs> yes, yes, John. Anywhere from a 50-small club tournament up to... 
474 boats is the most we put in at one time. But what we've done, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, you stop me when I, if you think of something I've already mentioned to you, but let me back my story up. Starting in 12, we, we decided to do the building. We got it up. And then we were very blessed in that Michael Neal and any of you listeners that are listening to the FLW Chair, because we have FLW participants from California, Japan, all over the country. These guys travel from the whole United States. And, uh, but Michael Neal is one of the FLW pros, and he actually took over the dock. So he's put in a Bass Pro Shop, which we don't have to run, put in a bait shop and a nice little uh, uh, restaurant. So when we have tournaments, you can come in early, eat breakfast, launch your boat, then eat, then rest, no sorts of things. His dad is also the sheriff, so we work as a team with the county and, and Homeland Security. I can't say enough about Jim Connor and his team, but we'll have as many as 30 people at the dock that are launching. So when you pull in from another state and you're nervous about how to park and where to put your boat in, we've got guys standing there, sir, sir, follow this boat, park right here, do this, do this. And it's just bam, 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 and, and everybody's just very excited about that that part of it. So it's just a, it's just been a great, great thing for us. And, and, and the word's gotten out at how friendly we are, and that's the key. You go to a lot of these lakes, and they'll say, there's a lake, go ahead and have at it. But but we participate. I mean, we actually, you know, we show up to weigh-ins. And, and two things that I'm very excited about that we kind of touched on when we spoke is Bryan College, in a college here that's been here for years and years and years, they started a fishing team as well as the high school. When this all took off, the coaches came in, and I talked to one of the gentlemen, good friend of mine, Michael Keene, is the uh, coach at the college, and I said, guys, y'all need to start some fishing teams. We now have 50 students at the high school, 25 fishing teams from our local high school, and we have 20 teams from Bryan College. Bryan wow. College is about yes, and Bryan College. What's great about it? These tuitions are about twenty grand a year, so we got four hundred thousand dollars a year now going into education, and these fishermen are coming from across. I mean, they're coming from other states in here, and these guys they're they're expected to be pros one of these days. And Bryan College, we're so proud of them. They fish against the big schools. There's no categories in this, and they fish against Alabama. Arkansas, Mississippi, Michigan, any of the teams that fished, and they came in the points champion this year. They're number one in the country just in their third year of a bass club. So we're very excited about the community participation and everything that's happened. And and what's happened with the growth of this, we're a small town. We had a couple small motels, had one new one built uh, four or five years ago. But the demand got to be such we were losing revenue into the surrounding counties, which helps them. But we've now had another motel, another new motel built. We've had several new eateries built. And uh, so it's just, it's just blossomed the community. Well, Marilyn uh, Allen, just, just give me a little background because, you know, you're, you're talking to the, the Southern California audience. And yes, even sir. though I have talked to some people that are from Tennessee and, and Chattanooga and they, they know where Dayton is, I don't think I could have found Dayton on a map of Tennessee that if you had paid me to do it. Tell us a little bit of, about the city itself, where it's located, and you know, I know you're, you know, you've been known for many years for other things besides bass fishing. But how do you, how you got to this point in time, just prior to 2012? Um, 
We well, we were about thirty-five miles directly north of Chattanooga, so most everybody knows where the Chattanooga choo-choo and all that sort of thing is. But we're thirty-five miles directly north of, of Chattanooga. We're on a four-lane highway uh, that connects us, so you're twenty-five minutes away at best. Uh, we're seventy miles south of Knoxville, so we're just kind of in between two big cities here. And leading up to the fishing over the years, we've had, and I mentioned to you the other day, we're, we're going to talk about fishing, but Dayton's been primar- primarily known for years for the Scopes trial, which is a, a, the teaching of evolution. We're trying to get away from the word monkey town, but it was the Scopes monkey trial in 1925, and, and where evolution was, a, there was an, a, 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 a lawsuit in the, in the local courthouse, which is now a monument, and and, and so for years, we just kind of fed off of that. We, we come in here locally. We have a strawberry festival every year in May, which is about 30,000 people show up, and we're just a town of 7,200. And so that's been a big draw for us, and we have a big place that raises strawberries, so we're really known for that in that time of the year. And we're just, we're just pretty much in a, uh, 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 a crop belt. In other words, a lot of tomatoes and that sort of thing are raised around through here. But we're, that's where we're basically uh, – and I don't know which direction you want me to go, John. But I mean, well, you know, do you had your? Did you say your your, your total population is seventeen hundred no. in, in the city? The population we're in a small county. That's the thing that's amazing about this. We're in a city of seventy two hundred, and the county's thirty seven thousand. And kind of neat about that. My granddaughter goes to University of Alabama, roll tide, and she she said, "Well, that's nothing. We've got thirty nine thousand students at college." <laughs> now, Mary, when you went to the city council. And you had this cooked-up, harebrained idea that if you build it, they will come. Yes. Was it embraced, or would they? Uh, did they go, well, Mayor, you're up for election in three years, and, and do this like your job depended on it. Go for it. <laughs> well, it, it started out. It, there's five of us on the, on the council. All of us are voting members, you know, one mayor and four council members, and uh, two of them. Uh, came right on board quickly. Two of them had to be convinced, and so as time rolls on, and those two that had to be convinced, they go over and sit and have breakfast every morning and 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 listen to it. And it kind of makes me kind of smirk when we go over and have 400 boats and have a weigh in. It takes three hours to weigh in 474 boats, so you you're pretty well entertained for three hours with lots of fishing. And and the fishing, we have broke the state record here. A uh, year before last, Michael Keene's son, who is the Bryan College coach, his son caught a 15-pound, 3-ounce largemouth, which nice. is a new state record. Uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie, Roger Brown came in with five fish that weighed 49 pounds and 11 ounces. And so it's just mind-boggling. Yes. I mean, now it sounds like Casitas like I mean, out here well, the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the thing about it is we've had two high school championships. We had a statewide championship, and then this is a local championship. And we've had a uh, college championship here that went extremely well with multiple motors, several hundreds of boats. And, and those kids come in here, and they bring in 35- and 40-pound stringers. And it's just, it's just now, unreal. What lake, now, what lake are you sitting on? What We're lake on are you sitting on? We're on Chickamauga Lake, which starts at Chattanooga and runs to uh, Loudon, which is above, well, Knoxville. It's pretty much, it's about 100, and uh, the lake is uh, 35, about 75 miles long. It's a narrow lake. It's just a river. It's, a, it's on the uh, uh, Tennessee River. It's kind of, and, and uh, uh, 
uh, it fluctuates. Now, the thing we get beat up with is Watts Bar Lake is just north of us, which pretty much, pretty much stays the same level. And then below us is Nickajack, which runs on down into Gunnersville, and they fluctuate our lake to control their lakes. And so we actually lose water in the wintertime, and we have gotten a grant through that our marina where you come out, it gets kind of shallow. So we're really not getting the fish from mid-October till early April because the water's low. We can't get in and out of our facility. So we've gotten a uh, grant through now that uh, when the water goes down this winter, we got a dredge permit and got everything in place, so we're going to go in and take that out and make it deep water through uh, Corps of Engineers and TBA and TWRA, and uh, and fix it where we can start fishing. And and, and you the, you guys that fish, if you fish freshwater like we have here, the best fishing the fish are easier caught in the winter time because of lack of cover. When they draw the water down on our on our facility, they're not up in the bushes and the flats and that sort of thing, and they congregate more in the deeper water, so you're talking about sitting down on a location and catching 10, 15, 20, 30 fish. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited. And that's when the eateries and the motels and everybody needs the extra money in the in the, in the the wintertime. So we're hoping to go year-round starting next year. So, um, well, actually, hey, that's Lewellyn, Lewellyn, hey, uh, we got to take a break. Said, yes. We I think take... what you just said makes tons of sense as a fisherman. Uh, knowing full well that that pre-spawn, going into wintertime fishing, that pre-spawn fishing, you're going to catch better quality fish. And, yeah, they're, they're going to be deeper, and it takes a different style of fishing. But the one thing you've got in your favor is that Florida strain bass is not northern strain. Man, he'll, that fish will be a little bit tougher to catch, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's going to be your yes. draw. You're really going to yeah. have, I don't know, what two. you only said you had two hotels there? You better start working on that. <laughs> Well, we had we had three actually. We had two older motels, and then we went in. We've got three older motels. Now we've got two new ones, and and the potential to build another one because we're we're actually sending people into other communities. And these guys are having to stay. Well, there's there's you know within a thirty mile radius, there's plenty of motels, but that's still quite a drive to go every evening. Plus, when they leave town, they're buying fuel and eating on that end when they're going out of town. It's helping our surrounding area, but it's it's taking dollars away from us. So we're trying to capture all that we can so i'm i'm pursuing another motel to be erected as soon as possible mary yeah, Llewellyn, we got to take back a break. boat up into and charge the battery would be good <laughs> <laughs> well and the one thing that makes the fishing good too here is is we're on two nuclear plants you got i'm where i'm sitting right now i'm in dayton i'm i'm 15 miles north and 15 miles south of a reactor both on chickamauga so uh, you've got warm water year-round as well, and when, when the van dams and, and, and these boys come in from out of town, uh, the, they fish around those because of the hot water that's turned back in. We also have, and we're very excited about I mentioned Michael Neal, but we have four pros on the FLW Tour that live in Dayton. You have Andy Morgan, who's made the top ten over 60 times. He's been the FLW Forcewood Cup champion, or he's, he's won the championship, the points championship twice. And uh, really does extremely well. And then you got Michael Neal, who's won multiple, and Wesley Strader, and uh, and uh, gosh, it slipped my mind. I'll come with other than Buddy Perry, Buddy Gross. And the, and the neat thing about Buddy is we got a grant through Dennis Tumlin, who is our RETC director, who's helped put all this together. Without him, I couldn't be doing this. And 
Buddy Gross, we got a grant through the state, and we wrapped his boat and truck with fishdayton.com. And so if you go to that site, it, it really informs these guys that are listening. If you go to fishdayton.com, uh, uh, you can read all. We keep it updated every week as we have tournaments that go through. But we actually have four pros that live here in this little town or in this in this county. So we're excited with that too. Mr. Mayor, can we take a breath right now and take a yes. break? Because uh, yes, sir. I, I, yeah, we're uh, uh, we've run way over time. But uh, can you stay for another segment, sir? I'm good. I'm good. You just call. You just tell me when you're ready to fire up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, plenty to say. I'm a talker. Mr. Mayor, it sounds like you come self-ignited. There's no reason to have to fire you up. (laughs) You're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM540 at RodandRealRadio.com. Stan, myself, and the mayor of Dayton, Tennessee, Mayor Gary uh, uh, Llewellyn, will be uh, with us after these commercial messages. Stay tuned. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. We've got a special guest this hour, 
Mayor Gary Llewellyn, and Gary is the mayor of Dayton, Tennessee. We're talking a little bit about the economic impact that bass fishing has had on his city. And, uh, Gary, thank you for taking time. I know you're in the East Coast uh, time zone there. We appreciate you making time to be with us on the radio. No, I appreciate you having me. That's great, and that's that's not a problem. I'm I'm really tickled and kind of hitting on the impact. Is, is, is the, the folks that didn't get to see the and we were we were blessed. I mean, we were kind of shocked when CBS called us in this little town and said we want to come and see you. And they spent four days here. They actually went to the weigh-ins and we took them out on the river and let them let them see people catch fish and and uh, we were really proud that they did that. And uh, it's it's been very beneficial for us and. Uh, this lake, too, and I mentioned this to you the other day, I said five, it fluctuates, but what we're really impressed about now is we're Chickamauga Lake is rated number seven in the United States, and you're competing against uh, lakes that have been here like Lake Fork, Texas, and there's big, you know, lots of big bass there, and even California. You know, I've watched a lot of the shows there, uh, the episode on Dot, the big fish that set the world's record years ago, but she was foul hooked and then died and that sort of thing, but... You know, we're dealing with Alabama that has a lot of large fish and things. So to be number seven, and the thing that really helped us, I go over by the boat dock, and I look at the tags on these cars that are coming into town, and and 80% of them be out of state now. And Mm -hmm. we've had guys that travel from up north passing through us that have stopped here on the way to Florida or southern Alabama or whatever, and they go out and they catch one guy came back in in three hours, and he said, I've done caught a 10 and a 9. I'm never going to Florida again. This is what we're looking <laughs> well, for. Well, that's the thing. I think you've got a, it, you, you've become a destination. You know, it's yes. like saying Obregon, Mexico, or, or you know, Novia, or, or the wet that's so all these places you can go in Mexico that are destinations because you could go down there and catch a double-digit fish. You've got the situation yes. now where you've got 75 miles of lake, it's producing fish to 15 pounds, and that fish is going to be 17 pounds now. They're, yeah. In a, in, and, and as that, you're, you're, it, it will be a legendary lake here in no time flat, and you're going to have people just waiting to get on there to go fishing. I mean, if you were around here, I'd be, I'd be on the lake too. Well, what we've tried to do, and I, I think a lot of, I give a lot of thanks to TVA and TWRA that both of them have contributed monetary and assistance to us to where uh, we only had two small ramps. We came in, tore those out, built six ramps. We can unload six. Well, actually, we can load nine boats at a time. We have three on one side, six on another. And, again, we have guidance there to where, and you'd love this, too. We bought four uh, golf carts to where once they park, the way we're on kind of a peninsula where our main parking is, and when you have to go to the secondary parking you know, it's a two or three hundred yard walk with that many boats. We pick you up. You don't walk. We pick you up in golf carts and take you to your vehicle. You have a flat on the trailer while you're out fishing. You never know it because we jack it up. We we fix the flat and it's back on. I mean, it's just you know your battery's dead. We boost you off. We just have such a good homeland security. And it's the people, the average person that we talked to said this is the most friendly place we've ever gone to fish in our life and. And that's what we that's what we strive for. We push for that. Well, Mr. Mayor, how again relate to us the story because this is kind of like a chicken and the egg story. I mean, uh, you know, obviously there had to been some fish in there, but somebody, someone came along with a foresight 
to put Floridas in there. Tell us that story. They kind of came on their own. We didn't actually call for them to do it. And and then when they, just like uh, three weeks ago, TWRA backed in on the ramp, and I walked out and checked with the guy, and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm dropping 90,000 more fingerlings into the lake. Oh, my gosh. And and, and, and what's helped with that is, T, is a TVA a few years ago destroyed us. They, they, they didn't do it on purpose, but they killed the grass. We had a boom start about 20 years ago. Fishing book started getting good. They sprayed it, pelleted it, killed the, killed the grass. And, and they had no place to hide. So now that these fingerlings are here, we don't have a lot of surface grass, but we have a lot of deep grass. So when they when they drop these in, they they have a place to hide. So uh, it just kind of grew over the, the period of time, John. It's like when they, you know, it's like uh, ten years ago you were starting to catch six and seven pounders. And the next year it was seven and eight pounders. And then it was nine and ten. We had a college championship three weeks ago. And while we were weighing in the college students, three kids were down on the dock fishing and caught a 9, 10, and 11-pounder off the dock. Then <laughs> I watching this weigh-in fish. I mean, and, 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 and you, you, know, you, you don't just go out there and just start throwing anywhere and catch them. You have to have a sense about what you're doing. But, but anybody that's, that's fished comes to this lake, go out, you're going to catch fish if you know what you're doing, especially with a lot of electronics that we have today, which is a big part of it. And, uh, but, uh, you know, 20 years ago when I fished a lot, it was a 20 fish limit. If you had 20 pounds, if you had 19 one pound fish and a four pounder, you had a load. Uh, they have a CBA tournament out of Chattanooga that, uh, I guess that caught my attention more than anything. Five years ago, I went down there and TW, TV, TWRA was there wanting, wanting, hoping to get at least two bass over eight pounds to take the scales off of to send in to see if it was a cross of these fish and it took 30 pounds to make the top 20 that day they were putting <laughs> cordwood bags up on the i mean nice. it was coming in 28 pounds 32 pounds 41 pounds nine pounder they had uh, 18 fish over eight pounds and nine fish over seven pounds and they only wanted two so i'm sitting there thinking you know there's something to this guys we got to get rolling and then that's when, like I say, we tore the old dock down, built a dock, put in a nice bait shop. It's actually like a miniature Bass Pro shop. Um, Michael runs it really well, and 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 uh, it, it's just you know it's just it's just kind of running on its own at this point. Of course, well, we're that, taking care of it. They, you, you've had uh, bass fishermen coming to this town, a lot of people from out of state, and it seems like you have been more than hospitable. You and the and the townspeople over there. Has this translated over to maybe other industries looking now at Dayton, Tennessee, where maybe they wouldn't have to see, hey, maybe this is a place where we should locate our business? Well, I, I know this is a fishing show, and I won't touch on it just a great long time. You shut me off if I get off track on you. But once we got this going, Dennis Tumlin and myself were running the fish, and we, we actually, the first tournament we had, it was just two of us over there. And, then, and so we... We realized we couldn't do it. We got a team together. We formed a committee, and this committee's formed of some of the county commissioners, the city councilmen, the professional people to where now we, I said, okay, it's up and running. Take care of it. We need to try to do something else. And, and uh, starting four years ago when I was first elected, I just got elected into my second term, and I'm proud to say I was unopposed in my second term. And, uh, I told them I either got them too far in debt or they were just afraid of what was going on, and they all laughed. But, 
but I, I'm I'm proud of the fact that the, that the public saw that that they trusted me with this. So to your question, yes, we and and I forgot to throw this in, and I appreciate you saying it. But I went after industry. They they, they came back to me. I'm also chairman of the RETC board and uh, Ray Economic Tourism, and they said we want to get some industry in here. So it's not just this is. Dennis says this is the fast dime. We got to go after the slow dollar. You know, tourism is a monthly thing. You make that money quick; it comes in, but you got to keep it coming. You got to take care of it. And the industry is a slow thing. But we started. We 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 formed our committee. He and I walked away from it. We spent the last year and a half romancing a piece of property. I, again, I went back to the city council. I said, "Look, we don't have any property. We've got some property for sale up through here. It's going to shock you." But it's four and a half million dollars. We need to buy it. We buy it. Somebody will come. We can put somebody on it, and hope to break ground in mid-August for Nokia Tire Company out of Russia and Finland, the biggest tire company in the world. Great. It's fixing to be in the town of Dayton, Tennessee, seventy-two hundred people. So we're just kind. Of, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. Some, it's kind of like I like a beagle. You know, you take a, a pack of beagles. You got the head beagle. He gets the rabbit up and running, and he turns it. The other beagle's loose, and he goes and hunts another rabbit. So I'm hunting another rabbit. And it's <laughs> asking and trying to take care of the community. But we're very excited about that. We're also home of, of uh, Lazy Bull Chair Company. They're doing about a $30 million expansion through some things we've done. So, again, I'm getting off of fishing. But it's what's come with this. People are starting to say, hey, uh, you know, this tire company started out with 80 sites to look at, and it got down between us and Augusta, Georgia, and, and we fought for it, and the states really supported us. We, It would shock you at the grants that we've gotten through the state, but the state has stepped up, and through Dennis and myself working with them with this great team we have, uh, they've put $50 million into this project up here. I mean, it's to the point they have reimbursed us. We're a Tier 4 county, which means, you know, we're distressed. We hit last week number one in the in the state in unemployment because we had a factory closed down and went to Texas of 762 employees. But but we're fixing to put those back to work, and I, I don't want to get off of fishing. I'm just, you asked me a question. Well, I hope this is No, that's nothing too. but good right there. I don't care how you cut it, because if you go down most of the streets in California, you'll see most of the, about half of the doors are closed for businesses, and we need that well, kind of growth to keep people fishing. That's part of the deal. So. It is. You know, it all it, it all works, and and I'm a we well, out here. This is a great success story from from our side. You know, from Mr. Mayor, I think this is wonderful. Well, it, it has been. It's been great for us, and like I say, our sales tax when when the FLW came to town, we had you know these these professional tournaments come to town. You have to put out seed money. They actually bid against other towns, and uh, it was it, we put out. We have a budget. Uh, that we have spent as much as two hundred fifteen thousand dollars at the first two or three years, but this this year we we put a budget of ninety thousand that we put into fishing that Dennis could use to enhance and draw these people in, and uh, and and it worked really well, and and we recouped that money just in sales tax. Well, never, and, uh, well, Mary, never discount uh, tourism. Uh, you know, I'm broadcasting to you from San Diego. It wasn't too long ago yeah. that it was aerospace and the Navy. And commercial uh, tuna fishing and a bunch of other things were at the top of the heap when it came to the economy in this town. And now yes. tourism is number two. And the uh, the amount of revenue that tourism brings in to a community and keeps on bringing in is big time. So 
congratulations on recognizing that and tapping into that because it's a it's a good clean industry and it sounds like you're you're the type of town that everyone wants to come to and not only once but come on back to absolutely absolutely make them feel at home and we welcome any of the, your listeners that get a chance they can fly into chattanooga we're just 30 minutes away and and uh you know, if we know they're coming, we make arrangements to, to, to work with them, and, 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 and we'll get them on the lake. I mean, you wouldn't have to bring a boat. Or something. I mean, these guys fly, and we'll put them out there with somebody. Well, Mr. Mayor, I'm going to be back there uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks. I'll be at the ICAST show in Orlando, but I'll be traveling up through Georgia and Tennessee. And uh, I understand Dayton has a pretty darn good barbecue place. So if I give you a little uh, yeah. advance warning, might we go out and partake? There is there's one of the best barbecue places you'll ever eat at. It's within a mile of my house, and my wife and I we we hit them at least once a week, if not more. But we don't want to get burnt out. But it it's just a uh, it's 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 self pull barbecue. They grill it right there. It's it's great. I mean, I we'll, we'll we'll hit that for sure. But you you let me know when you get here or going to be here. And, uh, and I'll say that you're entertained while you're in the, in the well, area. I'd love to see your facilities, too, and what you've done. And, and again, hear the story because uh, I think California, they've got a lot to learn from you here, especially in Southern California when it comes to fishing. We, we used to be the number one uh, place to come to with big fish, and for some reason we've kind of squandered that a little bit. And I, I think the lesson from Dayton, Tennessee, can not only be learned here, but can be learned through a lot of municipalities all throughout this great land of ours. And, Mayor, congratulations on, on just your success story, and and may you have many more years of that to come. Well, thank you, and I've got your numbers. I'll save them, and any time, like I say, if you're going to come in, you just let me know, and, and uh, any time, you know, if, if we can help you with anything. The one thing I'll finish up in saying is, the, the, somebody asked me, said, well, is fishing going to dry up? I said, not as long as we take care of them. And with all these people fishing, we had 33 events this year, or having right. 33 events, and, our, and our, our loss of fish is only 2%, and that's because they're caught deep or foul hooked or whatever. 98% catch and release, we take care of the fish, and, uh, and the ones that do pass on, we, we have people that take them and clean them and eat them, so there's no waste, and we're taking care of what we have. You know, we're not letting anybody discard and throw them, you know, just, just yep. be abusive well, to what we have. Two percent is a great number. I mean, that is a really good number, even for deep fish and, and hot water fish in the summertime. That can have an effect on it also, but as a tournament guy, two percent is, is pretty good. And on 100 miles or 75 miles of lake, I don't think that's going to make a, a, a big difference for sure. I think your fish, as they, they grow, you'll continue to be the destination or a destination for bass fishermen. And I think that's yep. going to just come to continue to help you grow. And like you say, you've been blessed, and I think it will continue to be blessed with that fishery as it grows and the people start to, to ID that place is a place that I want to go to. Well, I, I don't know if I have another minute. You may need to cut me off. But we had a tournament, two tournaments this year. We really liked their, one, their hourly tournaments, and, and uh, you would really enjoy those to where – Instead of bringing in a whole bag, they would come in and weigh in eight, the top eight fish each hour for seven hours a day, and the top prize each hour was $1,000. At the end of the two days, the top prize, the biggest fish caught, was a new fully rigged Triton bass boat. 
Nice. And uh, I'm in. I'd be there in a heartbeat if I was going. Oh, it was wonderful. It takes and and eighth place was at least a three and a half pounder every hour. I mean, you didn't. I mean, from three and a half to to nine pounds just in those tournaments, catch and release. It was crazy. Well, Mayor uh, Gary Llewellyn from uh, uh, Dayton, Tennessee. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I I mean. I mean, you're a celebrity, you and, and the city council there, being on CBS News. Thank you for gracing Ron Real Radio with your presence and telling us your story. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, Stan and I, we're going to take a break right now, but stay tuned. There's still more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fishing Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast. You can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, 
and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio, and we want to thank uh, Mayor Gary uh, Llewellyn from uh, Dayton, Tennessee, for being with us. If you want to find out more about fishing Dayton, Tennessee, you can go to Facebook, and uh, you, you can find them at uh, Fish Dayton. That's D-A-Y-T-O-N on Facebook, or uh, the city of Dayton, Tennessee does have a Facebook page, or Google Dayton, Tennessee, and you'll find out all about the amenities that uh, beautiful Dayton, Tennessee has to offer you. Stan, that's a great story, and, uh, you know, the way fishing has affected that town positively economically when it comes to goods and services, uh, it's got to be a model that... I know another, a lot of municipalities around the country, and even here in California, might want to follow. Well, you know, if they did, it would make a big difference, but I don't think we can get California to, to follow that lead, unfortunately. But I'll tell you what, it, they are going to have a growing population and a growing uh, industry just because of that, which is phenomenally wonderful. And they and they got people in the town that are all, I mean, look at the, what he was saying, hey, they got guys with golf carts that are there. If you have a flat tire, they're going to change it. You're never going to know. That kind of of hospitality is unheard of. So I only see growth, and I think they're going to do great things in the future, and congratulations to them. That's really cool. Well, you know, it's all positive. They've got new people coming into the town, taking advantage of restaurants, hotels, goods and services, you know, you know, people have to maintain those boats. Uh, you know, there are many marts that, uh, you know, supply the, uh, the fishermen all kinds of goodies when they wind up going on out. I mean, it, it's just a win-win situation. It Congratulations is. to Dayton for uh, recognizing that. You bet. Hey. Now, Stan, uh, just in the few moments we have, uh, I had the opportunity to go to Alaska at the beginning of the month. I went down to the southern part of Alaska, Craig, Alaska, at Sure Strike Lodge. You're going to be traveling more to the north Alaska to Goose Lodge. Tell us uh, how you're prepping for that trip and, and what do you expect to do? Well, you grab everything from your waders and, and your wading shoes and fly rods, because I've got three different fly rods I'm taking. Um, Warm, warm stuff and, you know, layered clothing because I know, and I've got Sims. Is, I've been fishing for Sims for quite a while and because their stuff absolutely works the best. You know, if you're in uh, a situation where you've got warmer weather and you've got to have something, you're, uh, it's got to protect you from the rain and then keep you dry on the inside when you start to sweat or, or you're working overtime, it's absolutely the best stuff. So uh, I've got all my gear ready with Sims gear and jackets and waders and everything else. And we've got Stoke on Fishing is going with us. So I've got to have uh, Shay up there to help teach him how to fly fish because he's not into it yet, but he's all in. He can't wait. We fly into Anchorage tomorrow. We'll fly out of Anchorage on, on Tuesday morning, and you'd go about halfway up or across west uh, across Alaska and make a right-hand turn, fly over the the mountains and the glaciers and land uh, next to Lake Iliamna, which is the biggest lake in Alaska. They, Marty Guth and his family come and get you in a bigger boat and take you across the northeast end of the lake and up the river about a half mile to the lodge, and they've got some boats there that tomorrow afternoon, I mean Tuesday afternoon, we'll be floating that, catching uh, Arctic char and rainbow trout. Um, I think they've got another 
King Salmon Camp that they can fly out. They've got a tundra plane and a float plane. So we'll fly out to catch king salmon on the Nushigak, which is the largest king salmon run. Uh, you can catch two a day and keep as many, or I mean, and get, catch and release a bunch if you want them, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, hopefully we'll go to the Quechek River uh, and fish for monster rainbows. They've got that 30-inch-plus rainbow there, big world-record-style rainbow. So I'm hoping we get a chance to do that. They've got a halibut boat. Uh, in a little fjord called Williamsport, and uh, it's the only boat there. You'll fish right next to the, vol- the live volcano, watch your 100 yards off ashore there. They're not, we're not looking for the 400-pound uh, halibut. We just want those 60 to 100-pound halibut, so you, you can bring some home, and it will have, we should have reds there, the coho salmon. We should have kings. We should have rainbows with arctic char and halibut, so we'll have a good time. And you'll hear more about it when I get back. So will you be back uh, by next Sunday night so you can tell us about it? When am I coming back? I'm coming back. Nope, I'll be coming back on the 3rd. All right. So it's Monday to Monday, but you'll, we'll hear about it after the 4th of July season. We'll get that through, and then I'll, I'll tell you how, how good and how wet it was. Because I, I see the weather patterns, you know, going through there. There's always those cells of rain going through. So I expect to have wet weather and big fish. Yeah, and... Uh, on the uh, uh, July the 9th, too, we're going to have the folks from Big Bear Water District with us, and they're going to tell us uh, their plans about a new hatchery that they've got planned for Big Bear Lakes and the surrounding area. So with your report and a lot of other things happening, Stan, it sounds like we're going to be in for a good couple of weeks, okay? You know, I, I just see another positive thing happen where that, that Big Bear uh, is going to have their own new trout planting scenario that will be a, a blessing to lakes in all over our, our region. So I just think nothing but good is going to happen out of that, too. Some real positive stuff. All right, Stan. Well, safe travels to you. And, uh, man, we look forward to hearing your story. And uh, you just experienced great fishing, okay? Well, I expect to, and I'll tell you the stories when I get back. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for Rod Real Radio tonight. Hope you enjoyed the show. A little bit uh, different uh, uh, pace over here, but uh, man, I enjoyed hearing uh, the success stories of, of people going out and fishing, and we had a bunch of that tonight. So, on behalf of Stan and Wendy, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen, we want to thank Jorge and the AM540 Studios. Ben Harvey, we want to thank very much uh, for doing our local producing. Tune in next week. Uh, we're going to have uh, Tom Gash with us. He's going to talk about fishing and traveling in uh, North Pacific Baja area. You're going to want to hear all about that and a lot more stories to come. So until next Sunday night, starting at 5.05 p.m., I'm your host, Hopalong John. You go out there and get them. They're getting away. Good night, everyone. We're out for now. You've gone fishing. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Ah, gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. (laughs) You ain't working anymore.